Welcome to Kicking It With Your Girls podcast. I'm Angel. And I'm Nikki. And we are your hosts. Well, hello, friend. How are you today? I am well. I am well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, enjoying this weekend life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freedom of are never the- bad. Never bad. It's the freedom of the weekend. It's like, ooh, I ain't really got to make a choice. You know, I ain't got to get up to get to nothing. I, I'm I'm on my own time. But the downfall about the weekends is it's only two days. I don't count Friday because you work on Friday. So that does not count. I mean, we work on Friday. So I count <laughs> Saturday and Sunday. And then you try to put everything in those two days. So. That's yep, and it's only a half a Sunday because by the mid-Sunday, yes. you got to get ready for Monday. So, yeah. That's so, so true. Enjoy it while you can. So, we got one day and two halves because you got half a Friday, half a Sunday. <laughs> right. So you got one, two days, but they're two half days and one whole day. <laughs> <laughs> get a half, and then a whole, then another half, and back to work. Ugh, man. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so just out here weekending love the weekends look forward to them and then when sunday hit it's like ooh, time to go back and then you have a case of a mondays and then go on from there yep that's why you gotta live for the long weekends got one coming up oh that's exciting long yeah i like the long weekends it's uh oh yeah the holiday's coming (laughs) labor day labor day Ah, man, I'm looking forward to these kids getting back to school for real. Like, I love my boys. I do, but it's like, uh, I only can see so much pajama wearing at a time. <laughs> That's because your boys be living their best life on summer break. Man. Get dressed for what? All right. Take a yes. shower and put your pajamas back on. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. That's what. That's how they live their lives, except when they discovered outside. And if anybody is listening, <laughs> you got young kids, and and you're like, you know, like in your late thirties and later, you know that these kids do not want to go outside. Like they don't. Like you got to go teach them how to be outside, which is so annoying because it's like, oh, well, we got to do that. I know how to. Be, I knew how to be inside. You. Got, it's two of y'all. Go outside. They go outside looking in, like puppies doing that want to come back in the house <laughs> like you didn't put them out like they can never come home again <laughs> they, <Right>. out there. <laughs> they go outside and stand right in front of the little patio in the back so i could see them <laughs> out there talking about what am i supposed to do what am i supposed to do out here exactly Hence the, I had to go get summer toys and now they know how to play outside. So now they know at 12 o'clock you can go outside. I don't care what you do. Jump rope, see, uh, chalk, whatever you do. Sidewalk chalk, whatever. Just be outside. No phones, no iPads, no tablets. Outside. Like, man, I used to get up ready to go outside. These kids get up ready yep. to watch TV and play video games and whatever else they do. Roblox. Uh, that's a big one. <laughs> you got boys you know about roblox that's facts you can put the comment in our comment even though this ain't the topic but i'm just saying you got boys you know about roblox even if you got girls you know about roblox that's a that's the gift that keep giving roblox knew what they was doing they give you like it's like when i looked at it it reminded me of like the nintendo kind of when you had different options of games to play or whatever you know like when you got the super whatever nintendo you got when you could start burning games on them or whatever and then you have additional games that's what it reminds you of oh <sighs> yeah no. out here winning yeah because then they like oh look at look at how many points you got and then i got both of them coming to me but i could have more points if i had a gift card or if <laughs> i had some money what if i give you one dollar can you buy my whatever i'm like oh so they be getting robux <laughs> gift cards and blowing through it like it ain't even real money i'm like that's real money that's a real 25 dollars right <laughs> <laughs> gotta so, teach these kids this is real money yeah Pre-show, pre-show to the show. Teach these kids how to go outside and play. Yep. It's yes. a whole thing. <sighs> All right, friend. Uh, 
but let me get back on track that we kind of went down a rabbit so <laughs> um <laughs> um thank you guys for listening as always and um nikki ready to hit us it is review week so you ready to uh hit us with that movie or a uh, series yeah let's see we got i just killed my dad a little three series mini series on netflix three episode mini series on netflix so yeah yeah <sighs> man all right so i'm a i'm gonna be transparent because that's all we do on this show so me and nikki had a whole nother show on the calendar for this <laughs> on to watch <laughs> and nikki just happened to watch both of both that show and then it was kind of like mm, i don't know i mean yeah maybe so then she was like, well, I watched this other show. So I didn't even go to the first choice. I went to the second choice. <laughs> and I must say, it was it was a good choice. It was, I mean, I, I was upset. And like, after I watched it, I remember calling you saying like, man, I don't know how to feel. I feel I feel so sad. Right, <laughs> right. But it's crazy that these things are happening and, and nobody knows. So we're going to jump into it. It's going to be plenty of spoilers. So if you have not watched I Just Killed My Dad on Netflix, you might want to go ahead and stop listening to us right now. Just just for a minute. Go watch it, then come back and continue to listen. I'm not telling you don't listen. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, because I ran across this because, um, you know, as you know, as a podcaster, I listen to podcasts. And yep. um one of my favorite podcasts is Sorting Scales. And I remember listening to this episode because this is a true story. These events did actually happen to this young man. But I remember listening to it and I'm like, this story sounds familiar. So I went back and looked at the name. I'm like, this is the same story. That's what made me watch it in the first place when I seen it on Netflix. Like, this is the same story. So let me see, you know, the difference between this miniseries and the episode that I listened to. And um, the episode, like, left out a lot of it or hadn't gotten to that part of the story. Like, I don't think that had developed yet, the part that Netflix ran with. So it was kind of like the episode ended on the podcast and then Netflix kind of re- went Pick over up. what you heard and then went further. So that That's pretty dope because, I mean, like, when you said you had heard it on a podcast and then the show and then um, the, the Netflix show found that and then it was like, damn, this is what I just listened to. That's cool because now you have both viewpoints, so you have a good look. You know what I mean? You got a good, like, broad look at how everything was, how everything tied yeah. in together. And that's always good. And it's true yeah. crime and we love true crime for real. So true crime. It's so good. Like I, we legit sit and watch ID channel, but that's for another pre-talk. So no, we're not even gonna go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> that is definitely a rabbit hole right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back into it. So okay, we're gonna name a couple of the characters. It's a lot of characters, so we're gonna try to name them as they fit in. Um, Anthony Temp, Anthony Templay. Did I say it right, friend? Yes. He is the murderer. And also the son. Bert is the victim, his father. We have Dana Cummins, the prosecutor, well, assistant prosecutor, Detective Sergeant Greg Brown. I, I'm not there for Greg Brown. He is the detective that interrogated Anthony after he called the police and said, Just, I just killed my dad. Just like that. Just like that. So, all right. Yeah, hold on. Austin, we got Austin, the uh, the reporter, the news reporter, because he's essential in the beginning as well. So, all right. Uh, so the show is basically about a young man that uh, killed his father. Like, it's no doubt in it. It's no question. Did this boy kill his father? Uh, he said it twice. Yep. He so. <laughs> did it and then called 911 and told them he did it. So, yeah, there was no question ever about what happened. Nothing. It wasn't even no other suspects. It was he flat out. I did it, and and the part that got me was when he said he was confused about uh why they was ar- arresting him. But anyway, he um so back to it. He killed his father, and um my question was why. It wasn't necessarily like damn you killed your father. So everybody, the perception people had of him was that he was a spoiled white boy. This is in their words that was mad as his dad because he didn't do something he wanted him to do. So he decided to kill him. So that's how I feel. 
everybody in episode one operated like he's a spoiled rich his dad had money so he was rich he might he might i mean he might have been like between middle class and rich he, he's about to higher than middle class so we just go with rich and everybody was trying to sell him as this emotional uh like a, a psychopath you know because they say psychopaths yeah. don't have emotions and all that yeah so they, yeah he was yeah they were trying to put him in that category so the question is for me was why mm-hmm. and and I was just that's just that's all I wanted to know was why like I didn't care like I didn't see him as that he looked so sad you know like his eyes were so sad and I didn't like I didn't see him as that spoiled rich brat that decided to kill his dad I seen a uh, uh, a young man because he was, what, 17 at the time? He was 16. Saw, he was 16 at the time. Okay. I saw a young man that just, he he looked sad, so it looked like it was something going on. You know what I mean? It looked, it didn't make sense. Don't nobody just get up and decide they're going to kill their daddy because their daddy didn't buy them a, a PS5 or whatever. This boy had everything on the surface that you would think a person would want. But his eyes looked sad, and it looked like he wasn't he was just here it was just a shell of a person so that made me feel like it's something i right it's a reason he did it and what is it you know yeah and i get that because my original question definitely the first question that came to mind was the why that's always what i want to know why what was going on that made you feel like this is what had to be done or i had to do this or there was a reason there's always a reason, even if it don't make sense to anybody but the person that did it. But there's always a reason as to why you're doing what you did. So, yeah, that's always my first question. Why? What was going on? Right. Yes. Okay. Episode one. Episode one is titled, I'm Not a Killer. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the title of it. So, we start off with episode one. They're driving down the, you know, driving to the house. Well, it's, no, no, no. Uh, no. It started with the 911 operator. <laughs> Always. Always starts with the 911 operator. These shows always make them look bad because I know it's some good ones out there. I know it's some good ones out there, but when you listen yep. to podcasts, they are never the ones that are on that podcast. So Anthony calls 911 and his words were, I just killed my dad. He actually and the said, 911 uh... operator said, <laughs> I just killed my dad. <laughs> he and, hit it. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't, because he, his voice came across as to, I don't know what to do now. Like, um, yeah, I just killed my dad. Now what? What's so next? She says, is he dead? Done. I would, you know what? Question? Okay. He flat out told you he killed his dad, and then he was like, "Uh, yeah, shit. I mean, I guess so." Well, did you go look at him? No, I, I got out the house and called you. He did everything he was supposed to do with the do what you wanted him to do. Yeah, him go over there. All right, let me. He say, I mean, she think to say, "What happened? Why did you kill him? Is everything? I mean, are where are you? Are you know, you I'm okay? Like, <laughs> you know, like nothing. Right? But, like hey. you caught her. <laughs> it's like you caught her off guard. <laughs> She wasn't ready. <laughs> she was having the snack. She was having the on the clock snack. That wasn't the call she was expecting to get. I I wasn't up. I didn't know I was up, but okay. So is he dead? Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me get some people to you. She was sitting there enjoying her chips and her drink, and probably watching Netflix. On she was, she saw, she gave me just in that, just in that phone call, and I don't even know this lady. She gave me the vibe of the workers that you look at that irritate your soul because you over here working for real. You ain't sitting up here watching Netflix, eating random chips like you working, getting ready to eat lunch at lunchtime. You know, those people that figure out how not to work while they at work. And then when it's time for them to go, all of a sudden we got 15, 20 jobs so we can get this OT. That's the vibe I got from her. She did ask a good question though, that he didn't really know the answer to. She oh, said, what was What's that? your address? Oh yeah. He didn't know. He outside shit. He didn't even he know where to read. And that's uh, the red it's... flag. At least pink. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Some, <laughs> some highlights. Let me see. 
Right. He said he said like two different addresses when she asked him. Yeah. And um, he gave an address, and I think she she probably was looking it up, trying to see if she could pull it up. And she asked him again, and he gave her a different address. I got a but, question. And both of them were wrong. Like both addresses that he gave were incorrect. By the way, that should have been that should have been for sure a, a pink flag, almost red. And my question is dark pink, <laughs> dark pink, <laughs> urban, <laughs> <and> urban. <laughs> my question is mm-hmm. when he said, "I don't know my address," but he stayed on the phone with you. You didn't think nobody thought maybe maybe it's something going on with him you know like maybe it's something wrong maybe she just thought that he was like maybe she just thought he was in that moment like oh my god he in shock like um i can't think of my address right now i can't think i don't know you know what it happened so fast and now i can't focus on what i need to focus on your question is what's my address i can't think of that that was the last thing on my mind so this happened this happened in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, for the mm-hmm. record. I never said that. Yeah. All right. So after the court, thanks for a nine you had a date. <laughs> yeah. June of uh, 2019. So June of 2019 in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So in a in a quiet neighborhood, which we know that's cold for I don't need yeah. to see. Anytime you say this quiet neighborhood, nothing like this happens. Ever happens over here. This was the last place I expected to have something like this occur. Uh, so, all right, they go to the spot. They, uh, you know, my man's standing out there. They asking him questions. He basically trying to figure out, like, you know, what's what's the next step? Like, he he legit, he said. He didn't think he was going to, he didn't know why they was arresting him. He just figured they was going to hold him for a couple. Maybe this is something they had to do. They just going to take him down for a day and then they'll let him out or something. You know, he, he didn't understand why. Cause yeah, because he didn't, he wasn't, he was only exposed to TV and video games. So he didn't, on the video games, they don't do this. They're going to go down, ask you a couple questions, and then they're going to let you go. I don't know where he thought they was going to let him go, but. When you don't know nothing, honey. Anything so, you make up in your head could be right. If you don't, yeah. if you don't, this poor boy, he didn't, he didn't know basic things. Like we're gonna get into it, but he didn't know things. You know, like he did, he did, like Nikki just said, he didn't know his address. He didn't. He had like a couple of options of where his address could be. He didn't know his birthday. It's several things that he didn't know. He didn't even have common sense knowledge because he's like like you just said he's been secluded to video games and and tv and and i don't know what tv he was watching because the nurse the lady uh his manager at the nursery had no was told him let me get a high five or heads up or whatever they say on top gun and he had no clue what she was talking about she said up top up top looking at her like um yeah i got nothing i have no idea yeah so he probably just played video games all day and probably didn't even yeah go to the pool so anyways so the pro- this is the thing that got me. The prosecutor started and described him as I um I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't want to quote all the way. She said he didn't have any empathy. Sergeant Williams, the piss poor detective, no emotions, very calm. See, other- and that always annoys me when people <laughs> say stuff like that because yep. you expect a person to react a certain way, and then when they don't react the way that you're expecting them to react. Now they got to be guilty. They have no empathy. They're a psychopath. But not everybody is the same. And not everybody reacts the way that you think people should react. Yep. All these should have been red flags. All of them should have been. Because you talking to a minor, step one. He flat out told you he killed his dad. Mm -hmm. Step two. Nobody trying to figure out where any other parent is. Nobody trying to figure out nothing. You look at the house and the house is clean and that determines that this was a good, wholesome father. Like, come on now. Do better. That's why I was so irritated with Detective Brown. He he irritated me on that. He irritated me when at the end of episode one, I, I believe it was episode one, when um when they found out that he was missing from Texas and then and then he decided to Detective Brown decided to come on and say, I checked. I went back after we heard that claim and I checked ECIS 
endangered children, whatever it means. And uh, he was not in there. Sir, he wasn't. You asked, he wasn't. Yeah, that's but, because, I mean, yeah. you ain't even think to do that in the first place when this boy didn't know nothing. Like, I would be trying to figure out who he is. I wouldn't be sitting right. here asking him questions continuously. Well, the house is clean. Well, everything looks fine. Like, you killed your dad. So, I mean, like, they were trying to make it seem like he had to question him to get him to confess to killing his dad when you didn't have to. He already did that shit. He did it several times. Well, so, I feel like I don't, I don't, um, first of all, I didn't understand how you could be talking to the 16 year old boy with no parent, no guardian, no advocate, nobody. And you in here asking him questions that he clearly don't know the answer to because you're asking him like he, well, first of all, he was asking the questions like he was lying. Like, you yep. don't know your name. You don't know your address. I mean, yeah. You don't, you don't know, know your, your address. Birthday. You don't know your birthday. And he's telling you, and when he's telling you the story, he's telling it exactly how it happened in his, from his point of view. This is what I saw. This is what I did. This is what I was going through. And he was talking to him. like Yeah, like he was interrogating him, which I felt like, I don't know the laws in Baton Rouge and I don't claim to be a lawyer, but I feel like as a minor, there should have been somebody in the room or at the very least an advocate on his behalf because he was a child. He was only 16 years old. He definitely was, and it should have been. I don't know the laws, but I watch a lot of the ID channel for show. Pretty sure I can Google it, but I'm 110% sure that boy was not supposed to be spoke to without an adult representative if he was 18 okay it's free game he an adult but he's a child then I don't even they didn't even I mean oh I think he did ask about his mom and he was like I don't know my dad says she was on meth or something I don't know but the fact that he didn't know a lot of stuff I guess you can get confused with shot but I I I just looked at him and as a parent and and you ain't even got to be a parent as anybody that deals with children you know when something it's wrong with them. You could look right. at him and see it. And because, like, you know his father is dead. He's telling you either, I can't remember if he said his father told him his mother was dead or if she was on drugs. I can't remember. She saw him way, that she was a, a meth head. Yeah, but I couldn't remember if he told her, if he told him that she was dead. That's what I thought he said, but maybe not. But yeah, either way, he doesn't have a parent there, so usually the first thing they do is call Child Protective Services. They didn't do that. that. Any other time they would call Child Protective Services. So I found that strange that you would be in here talking to this boy with nobody here on his behalf. That part. And, and then they also, so while they questioned him, they also said, you know, he didn't have any emotions. He didn't cry. He wasn't sad. Why would he be sad? Should he told you he killed his daddy? He said it. I killed, I just killed my dad. And the way he was sitting there, he was looking like, I don't know what else you want me to say. That's the vibe right. I got from him. I mean, yeah. he he also said something later on in the show that made me understand why he acted the way he acted. When he said he gave up, he said a couple of things. He said that, you know, he gave up on the police because they weren't going to do anything. They came to the house on several occasions and he could, you know, yeah. they nothing happened. So he gave up on them. And then he also said, he decided he just he taught himself at a young age to how to stop showing emotions period yeah but they had already prejudged him by the fact that he said he didn't like his father because they didn't get along and his father bullied him or called him names and detective brown felt like the names that he was being called wasn't worthy of him feeling the way that he felt like that was all there was to oh he called you a punk or he or caught him a dickhead yeah like that's not good enough an explanation for that what you're me. telling me happened so I'm, but you don't I'm know not... there's more to the story so you're just assuming that oh he called you a dickhead one time so now you decide to kill him that's why i have a problem with detective brown because i'm not a detective but I'm not. I'm also not going to base the scene. I'm not going to go in the scene and determine the house is immaculately clean. One house, it it doesn't look like it was any, you know, abuse. It doesn't look like he was. 
he was ever abused. It doesn't look like his daddy was trying to attack him. I'm like, does right. the house clean? Like, you don't know. Like, you clearly, sir, don't watch. I mean, he he's not. I feel like if you get a job, you should be aware of lots of different scenarios. You know, some a lot of serial some serial killers do have OCD. Some oh, people absolutely. that have issues do have can have a clean house and still be beating the shit and uh, mentally, physically, and any kind of way because this boy got abused in all ways so absolutely i don't understand it so let's get into it honey we go all right okay so they they did a little question they did they one two three they start off with the interviewing first person they talk to is susan template right that's that's his ex-wife uh bert's ex-wife wait wait before we get to that you gotta okay. tell his story what he said happened oh okay okay Okay, so Anthony says that his dad woke him up in the middle of the night. He had been drinking. You, you know, you can smell the alcohol on it, and this is like the worst he's ever ever seen him. He wakes him up, and he going through his phone because the father was very controlling. So he going through his yep. phone, and he like, why are you going through my phone? Because the father felt like he had been in contact with the ex-wife that had left. So yep. he didn't want him contacting. He said he didn't want Anthony. T- Bert didn't want Anthony talking to the ex-wife without him knowing everything that's being said. So yep. he felt like Anthony was talking to her. So I'm going to go through your phone. And um, they get into it. He says his father putting hands on him. He pushing him, whatever. Anthony runs out the room and he runs into his father's room and he locks himself in the, in that room. So he locks himself in the, his father's room. Now his father's trying to get in. He's yep. banging on the door. He's break, trying to break the door down. Anthony goes to the shop, top shelf in his father's closet where his father has two loaded guns. He takes out both guns and he cocked those guns back. His father he, he eventually, uh, Anthony unlocks the door and the father comes in and he sees the gun and he basically tells him, you're not going to shoot me. So he shoots him. He shoots Three him times. and starts falling back. And as he's falling back, he's telling them, stop, no, don't do this, whatever. Anthony shoots him again. He falls to the ground. He shoots a third shot. He only hits him twice, but he fires three times. Yep. And so that's when he leaves out of the room and goes outside, calls 911. So while he's in the interview room, he tells the police this, and Detective Brown's comment is, when you were in your father's room, was there another room, was there another door that you could have left out of that room? Yeah. He was like, you could, was it windows, a phone, was it was Right. Yeah. A phone, anything that you could have done. First of all, if I'm in danger, I'm not trying to climb out the window. That's not that the shit. first thing that comes to mind. I know no. where some guns at. I know that there's somebody coming at me. Okay. So now and my instinct is to protect myself. It's not even just somebody. It's his abuser. It's his dad. So he's yeah. already dealt with so much abuse from his dad. And today he decided when his dad was, like you said, he was drinking more than usual. And he felt like he didn't know where this was going was going to go. But he knew he was going to walk out of there like that was it. Yep. You or me. And I'm not going out like this. So this was <laughs> his, he felt like his best option. I ain't mad at him though. You know what? Even when he told the story, and I didn't even know his backstory, I didn't even know what was going on with him. I didn't know how his dad was treating him. I wasn't mad at him. I mean, clearly, if you feel like you got to do something like that, you're protecting yourself. If you feel like, yeah. ugh, it was so wrong what happened to this young man. I, it, it, like this, it's not, I don't get emotional on a lot of stuff, but this show literally hurt my heart because. This young man had people that was living in this house. We got the stepmother was living in the house. She had a son named Peyton. He was living in the house, right? Mm-hmm. They Peyton called his dad when Bert was doing Bert, when Bert was going left. Like he, he said his mother kept coming back. And every time she came back to him, things just got worse. So he called his dad like, yo, you need to come get me. That his dad came and got him, and nobody ever thought about this little boy, this other boy that was in this house. How do you not and think see, about this boy in this house? And that's why I had a problem with Susan. When Susan, Susan said pe- she mm. had been in uh, Anthony's life since Anthony was seven years old, I was done. Because that huh. means you've been in and out all these years, 
And you weren't Never concerned got help. enough. Yeah, you wasn't concerned enough to get. You knew you were being abused. You knew Anthony was being abused. You knew Peyton was being abused. Peyton was strong enough to say, hey, I'm done with this. Call my dad. I'm out of here. I'm not doing this. But nobody called anybody to help Anthony. Even the fact that you didn't, when this boy, you sending your son to school every day. Yep. And Anthony not going to school. But nobody and, saw anything wrong with that. And she like, said she tried crazy. to teach him and Bert wouldn't allow her to teach him. And he was at like what, kindergarten? He 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 don't even know he ain't know nothing. He ain't know nothing. And then all right, let's let's keep it with Susan. So Susan decides that this you wanna know when I was done with Susan? I was done with Susan ass when she sat up there and she was mustering up tears talking about I went to the hospital because because yeah. uh Bert wasn't dead. He was on life support because it started off with um it was it wasn't murder it was something different they charged him what like I, I can't remember what the first charge was but then they upgraded it and then that's when they upgraded the bill to a hundred thousand dollars yeah. when he died so she said I just held his hand and and I loved him and blah 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 and then so as yeah, the show I told him I would always love him yeah I t- right as the show progressed I was I was confused on that whole statement for her making that and trying to rustle up some fake tears because I felt like you went through a whole situation for you to get out of the house with Bert. You had your brother and his crazy son come through to make sure like like she was trying to when she was trying to serve him divorce papers, her brother had to get his son that's like he don't care. <laughs> he gives zero. Right. He gives zero Fs. <laughs> Like zero. So he like, we're going over there. It's going down today. Like he was up. It was like he was waiting for that phone call. But that was after the police had made several attempts to serve him with papers and he was sitting out and let them knock on the door and ring the bell and watch him through the cameras because he was like, no, you're not serving me with nothing. So he no, had, I'm going to sit here. He had a total of eight cameras. He had some, he had, he had cameras everywhere. He could see every angle of everything except in the master bedroom, his bedroom. But everywhere else in that house had cameras. He had a GPS tracker on Anthony, even though Anthony didn't even go nowhere. It, he, yep. he put, you know, he monitored him. Like he, he, th- this is the Make other sure part. He wasn't that, going nowhere. <laughs> right. And this is the other part we forgot. Like how you live on this, how you live on this, this in this environment and nobody knows you none of the neighbors they don't know you they just they just know like one day you and susan had got into it she came running over to the house or something and then he you know what i'm saying like nobody knew them they didn't even know they was they didn't even know about anthony for real they didn't know about anthony they knew bert because he was part of the community association oh okay they knew bert they didn't a lot of them didn't know anthony they didn't know he existed how do you have a whole teenage child in your house that nobody knows exists? That means that your son is never outside. Mm-mm. He's never, they, he's never, like, they asked him, or when he did get a job, she asked, or somebody asked him, did he have friends? Did you ever have play dates? No. No. So nobody's ever been to the house? No. Just Peyton. That was it. That was the only person. So how is that even possible that you live in this house all these years and nobody knows that you have a child? nobody nobody knew nobody knew he had a child when they walked around and described him they they basically described bird as weird he was like Mm -hmm. you know he drinks and he had the little situation with susan but yeah so anthony was anthony was just man anyway so let's 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 go to episode i mean did we cover everything in episode one besides they just went and did the little backstory the stepmother came up there and then she tried to act like she was scared of Anthony, which that confused me because at the in the middle somewhere she was trying to act like she was the advocate for Anthony. So I don't. She know. was all over the place because it in in that episode in the first episode she was oh Bert I love you I will always yep. love you and then a little later he was abusive and I couldn't be around him and he punched me and then I loved Anthony like he was my own son you couldn't have. You could not have loved Anthony like he was your own son and left him in that situation. Without no, no. Contact. I, I understand, like, she felt like I, she wasn't going to be able to take him because Bert probably would have killed her. But you could have called somebody. You left. You got out. You could have got him some help. You knew he was in there in danger while y'all was acting like everybody was acting like 
he's not in danger or he wasn't being abused like he's abusing everybody in this house except for Anthony but we know so he was sad. emotionally and verbally abusive at the very least and because there was no marks nobody believed he was physically abused because he didn't have they said because there's no record or cause or yeah. and the police came by the house several times and he never said anything but we're we looking at a child that was well let's Afraid. jump into it episode two we're looking at a child that had been taken from his mother you know she was at work he was taken from his mother she didn't know where he was anymore so she did the missing flyers and that's how the missing persons thing came into play but he took he took Anthony from his mother. He moved him to from Texas to uh, Louisiana, and then okay. even though this she, she had full custody of him in Texas. Both. Okay. First of all, she yeah okay legally he the reason that he wasn't in the system is because the way that he took him was legal. She he I, actually had it was legal. He took he took it because he had got if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he had got paperwork in Louisiana yes. saying yes. that he had custody of of yes. of uh um he got, Anthony. Well he got abandonment papers. Yeah he, because they were because she left and they so he got she had custody first in Texas. Yeah. Yeah she had paperwork. He went to Louisiana courthouse and got yep. papers and took them to Texas and said, hey, I got custody of my son. She has them. So she got he got the police to take go to the house and bring Anthony out because now she wasn't at home. Now it was the grandmother. Like, no, I have yep. custody in Texas, which, over, which overrides his because I had it first. So he took him back. But he took him back to Louisiana where he was from. That's where he was from. So he went how, home. Girl, girl, how, 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 how? I feel is like it, a Google how is this a thing? At five years old. Like you wouldn't have been. He Let me went tell home. you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't this was, if this was one of my boys out, you bet, I promise you. I, I, it, it, it is nothing that would stop me from getting to them. I would not have left in the first place. You know what I'm saying? If I know yeah. I was dealing with an abusive man, and, and like the mother said, well, after they found her, they found a mother because uh, a genealogist got involved because the nursery, the, the his manager at the nursery uh, felt like, nah, this ain't him, because she the only person that actually talked to Anthony. And she said, nah, he wouldn't do anything like this. So she asked, can you help track down his mother? or whoever, and the genealogist went in, found the mother through the sister on Facebook. Fast right. forward. So the mother is shocked, like, oh my God, I thought he was dead. Now, I felt bad for the mother after I found out that this was a generational curse. Like, the grandmother, the the the, the grandmother was abused by her father. Right. Then she married an abusive man who molested her daughter, which is the mother, Anthony's mother, and the mo and she knew about it, but and she just said this too. is, and he was abusive, and she just said this is just how things go, and the part that got me was on episode two is when the grandmother said, "How do you break the cycle? What you mean? How you break the cycle? You just you just stop." Right. Well, it should have never even gotten to that degree. Like mm. the mother, Teresa, knew mm. that Bert was abusive before she even got pregnant she with did. Anthony. She could have left him long before, but she felt like it was a better life for her and yeah. her two children that she had previously before she met Bert, that mm. it would be a better life for her to deal with Bert. Yeah, than because he had to money. Live the life she was already living. Right. Because he had money and he could take her away from that. So even if he hit on me every now and then, that's better than the life I was living. And then and, when and she then, got pregnant, it got worse. And the thing about it is, like, you know, Bert had came into their town and nobody knew him. And that's the thing that the grandmother stressed. Nobody knew Bert. Nobody mm -hmm. knew him. But, but you know, she was the, what was, what was the mother's name? Um, Teresa. I can't even, Teresa. Teresa did not know that, um, she like like you just said, she wanted a better life. Bert had money. He 
I think he gave her a really good tip or something, asked her out on a date, and it went from there. So then she had, like you said, she was abused, and then she still had a baby. She never thought to leave, but they're all saying it's because, you know, this is just what they do in that family. I understand. I understand things like that, but what I don't understand is in 2022, you should know that life is not that way. So many, it's too much reality shows. It's too much Google. You can literally Google whatever you want to Google. It's too many places that help you get away from abuse. And I understand that's a hard thing to do, but I don't know. I took, I I just take, I just took this so hard because I couldn't imagine what that young man had to go through with this father that just decided that, I mean, he was, he was a nut job. This boy couldn't even, he couldn't do nothing. He was like a, a fish in a fish tank. He just was in his room. But I felt like Teresa should have been able to find her son. He was, it's not like Bert changed either of their names. He used his nope. name, his government name. He went home because when he took, when Teresa left the first time, when she left without Anthony, with mm-hmm. his with his parents, and then she wound up getting on the bus and going home to Texas. They oh, were man. in Louisiana. So yep, they were. she knew so she knew where he was or where he was originally. I feel like a Google search would have she would have been able to lo- locate her son with a Google search. Like, yeah, I don't feel she, like it should have been eleven years, and I can't find you. You, I can't find you anywhere because he didn't go anywhere. He, but the, I think the issue was like Bert didn't take him to any doctors. He didn't take him to. He didn't enroll him in school. He. So yeah. how how would you find him? He wasn't on social Bert media. Was working. Well, yeah, Bert you could have found Bert. First of all, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How did okay? So Bert had a friend, his best friend since they were fifteen <laughs> years old. Honey, we 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 got to drop this little this little trinket. James Tenson, Bert's best friend since fifteen years old. He teared up when Bert was dead. This is his guy, but this is the issue I had about James, honey. How you didn't know what your friend's job was. All you knew was that he did something with plants and got money. He knew Bert had money. That's it. That's all I know. Bert got money to buy himself whatever he wants. Just my so best he, friend and he buy me whatever I want to. <laughs> the question is, <laughs> I'ma just say it. I'ma say it. I'ma say it, friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> all of this happened and all of this was swept under the rug because Bert had money. Bert had yeah. money because Susan's her whole thing was we had the newest cars, we had a new house, we had we went on several trips. He got me whatever I wanted. Anthony had everything he wanted except for a real life and education, uh, not right. being emotionally Friends. and physically <laughs> abused, friends, exactly. freedom, a girlfriend, be able to even go to Google. Like Google probably foreign to him. I feel like he's like a prisoner. A <laughs> he got the job because Bert begs like kept harassing Scott the neighbor yeah. to get to get him the job and then he caught that's the part that took me out the game when Bert called the and and uh yeah. Scott and said <clears throat> Anthony hasn't moved in 30 minutes right what is he doing oh, <laughs> what Mm-mm. he is working at his job what do you mean <laughs> like you that's right. how you know something is not right because how you know and it's so it many. The first time he did it all the time. Like if he stopped moving, I need to know what is he doing. Every time, every time. So this boy get his first job, his first taste of freedom, his first time to actually see the world differently. Because I, I will only have to imagine when you're brought up in an abusive environment and you're shut off and you're young, you're a kid, not an adult. You're a kid, and you've been. I mean, when did he get him at three? Was it three or five? He was, was he five. like three or five? Okay, so you're five. So since five, mm-hmm. all you've been subjected to is this pool, these random things your daddy give you. You have no connection with the outside world whatsoever. Even if you was watching TV, I don't know what you was watching. I don't feel like yeah, he was I watching TV. <laughs> he couldn't feel- have been because he ain't know anything. <laughs> he ain't like, know, you know nothing. He didn't know nothing. And it's so sad. And I feel like, and I'm going to say it. It is what it is. I feel like Bert got away with it because Bert had money. And everybody was okay because Bert was a good time guy. He get drunk. And yeah, he yeah. talked good. Like, oh, no, I need to be in homeschool. Because he told Susan, my mom's teaching him. 
but you should have knew that was a lie because he don't know anything. So what yeah, you living with, with him? Yeah, you living with him. Oh, and he don't know his name. He don't know his address. He can't like you talking about. I taught him how to uh, write all the letters in the alphabet. Like, but at what age on. though he was like he was super old like if he if he had to go to school tomorrow like if that young man had to be i mean he he has to get educated i mean he i'm, I'm a hopefully i'm hoping like somebody no, watched, that was part of his sure. probation that was part of his okay probation. okay cool he i mean come on that shouldn't even have been you know required but you have to because this boy does not have anything i was so mad at this show friend it it was so hurtful. Like it made me so sad because, you know, like I just hate seeing things happening to children. You know, I'm glad, but you know who you can get for me though. If anything ever get down, uh, go down. If I got a situation, please go find uh, Jared Ambo, the the, the, the fist <laughs> the, attorney. The attorney, man, yeah, that was that he, dude. <laughs> he did it pro bono. Step number one. Yeah, he said he said he was from these Louisiana street. He's a Louisiana boy, and um, he you know he ain't always been on the up and up, and he knows how things can go and how things can go wrong and how things can happen. So he wanted to know why, and I'm like, this is the only person that wanted to know why between him, uh, Shania, the genealogist that got pulled in, and it was the uh Elena that. So if it wasn't for Elena, James, yeah, and Shana. Where will we be? Where would this young man be? You know, be it's just <sighs> so I mean, I like Jerry when he said I, I thought I wrote it. I, I'm a miss. I don't have to quote word by word, but he basically said he is an exceptionally he is an exceptional good attorney. But this one was a little tricky, but the moment he got into who he was, that's when he said he could see light. Because what happened to him was wrong. I said, you know what? You didn't have to say less. Say less, bro. Say less. You you on my uh, lawyer roster. What he did for this young man. So the end is uh, Big Bad Bert. That, well, I'm sorry. Episode two was entitled I Found My Son. That's the mother. And I felt so bad for her. I, I mean, obviously, she was going through stuff. You could look at her and tell. I mean, it looks like she had a hard life. And you, you couldn't have a good life with one of your your children missing so but I felt bad for her because when she was on the phone talking to him when he was in prison she was trying to get him to recall memory she was like yeah you were my best friend and me and you did this and we did this and you used to love me and be up under me and I used to do this to you and he said the only thing he remembered about his mother is that she had blonde hair that's it and that is so hurtful because yeah, because at five years old, you're not going to remember, especially if there's nobody telling you about your mother. And you know, nobody was telling him about his mother. His father wanted her as far away from his memory as possible. His so, father. Of course not. His father was a control freak. When Susan came home from work, he went outside, walked her in the house holding hands. I ain't holding oh, your hand work, when I get off work. Store, come on. He knew how many bags I was carrying in, but you ain't out here to carry them in. You just did, he he came out well, he know he ain't carrying no bags, but he did come out there to hold her hand. Yeah, he did. Every time she got out the car, he was right there, as long as there wasn't no bags involved. But that's what she said. He knew how many bags I had. And I went to the grocery store, every move I make. I don't know how you could live like that somebody is constantly he, watching he had money and it he had money and clearly that's all she was there for because her son had enough sense to get out and i wanted to know that her son even even speak to his mother because i wouldn't i definitely yeah. would not you put yeah. me in this he toxic environment did. he clearly did because when she left the last time when she decided enough was enough and i'm gonna divorce him and she got her brother and her nephew and her I son, the they all went back to the house to get her stuff. And that was when, remember, the nephew was talking about he had uh, Anthony in there scared. Yep. Talking about he, they was there to uh, beat him up. So he didn't want to open the door. So he called his father because his father probably told him if they show up, call me. Yeah. Because he had cameras too. He probably seen them before they even got there. Probably, so long story. He was in the route. <laughs> he was. He's like, on my way, say less. <laughs> exactly <laughs> man so this show i mean it's a true crime and um 
Oh, uh, Nikki, you want to tell us how episode three was Big Bad Bird and basically exposed Bert for all of his dirt, all of his things he did in the conclusion of the trial. So you want to wrap that ending up, friend? Sure, but before I do that, why did Susan decide that once she got her papers together, once she served him with papers, she decided to put it all over some uh, some neighborhood (laughs) The neighborhood watch? Yeah, talking about all the things he did to her, he punched me, so he basically told everybody. lost his shit to right. He told her, told her he was had money issues and all kind. He had lost his job. Told the whole neighborhood, and they fired him for whatever uh, he was trying to do with the neighborhood watch. So I thought that was funny. Like, <laughs> wow, you got your stuff, and then he was like, "Nope, now I'm gonna expose you, brother." Yep, and skip Anthony, but I'm gonna cry for him in the beginning. Susan was so fake. I feel bad yeah, for Teresa. I really hope Anthony and Teresa rebuild their relationship because even when, like, at the end, when he gets out and they go to the water, and, and he just and that's the part, you know, because I'm a water person. Whenever I'm stressed or whenever I got, if I have too much going on, I will go to the water because it's very calming. So they're just sitting at the water, and and, and you can look at her, and she's trying to be this boy's mother you know like she wants to love him yeah, and for her to her. but he don't know so he just sitting there like oh you know like i've been in this crazy situation since i was five i'm 18 uh, i don't know <laughs> what to yeah. do and i felt so bad for him I felt so, so bad anyway oh wait wait wait! Yeah. Before you jump in today i forgot what they know about susan What's susan that? is horrible Susan was horrible. So, so she was so wishy-washy. Oh my gosh, she she was a whole situation. So anyway, so so with Susan, what is Susan? Oh my god, how did I lose my train of thought? That's okay, friend. If it come back, I'll say it. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So how we uh, the story comes together is um, Anthony is charged with manslaughter, which he was facing. He could do zero time to forty years. Um, his attorney felt like any time would be too much time. So he was negotiating with the ADA, trying to work something out because he felt like manslaughter He's been through was enough. Just too much. Yeah, that, that's the wrong uh, charge. So basically the ADA decides to drop the charges down to, I think it was neg- negligent homicide is what they charged him with. And mm-hmm. he was um, sentenced to probation and he had a bunch of conditions to his probation, one of which was he had to get a GED and he had to do some other things. But basically, he was released into the uh, Susan's custody at the time because that was the mother figure in his life. He didn't know his mom, but they were going to get to know each other, you know, in the. Yeah. After. As the things go. Yeah, he was going to meet his sister so, so. and his brother. Yeah. So he didn't. Uh, <laughs> He didn't do any time, which was he, good because I feel like he had did enough time with eleven years. So he up. did enough. He did enough time. Yeah, exactly. I don't even. I can't even add to that, friend. I was disappointed. All right, you know what? I'm gonna go first. Final thoughts because I got to get it out. I was disappointed at every adult that ever crossed paths in Anthony's life. Except, except for Elena. That is the only adult I can respect. I, I don't. I, I have no respect for none of these adults. This young man was in a in in the worst situation. It was like a never-ending nightmare. So heck yeah, he shouldn't have had no emotions. He shouldn't have felt no kind of way about killing Bert. He should have did it. What else he gonna do? He's in his own prison every day. You waking up to abuse. You waking up to emotional abuse is sometimes worse than physical abuse. Because yeah. if ever if somebody telling you every day you ain't nothing, you suck, and whatever else he was saying to this young man, and then you then you physically abuse him to the point where he's scared and he felt like he needed two guns and he needs to be in that boy like both guns are blazing to make sure that you lead this world. Yeah, he was like, one way or the other, this is going to be it. Today is going to be the last day. Yeah, Everyone failed him. I know I'm off track and I suppose we're giving my final thought, but the police, uh, the Susan, uh, Teresa said that she gave up on the police because when Bert was stalking her at her mama house 
and he was in the driveway and she would call them and tell them that he's here now and then she she'll be sitting there looking at him he'll be sitting there chilling until like a police car come by they emerge just stroll on down or whatever the case may be and he did this for a very long time and she said she gave up on the police because she determined that they wasn't gonna help her and then you try to understand why people don't trust the police because when we yeah. ask you for help we cannot get it so what are we using you for Yep, that's that's like how Anthony, 16, he was 16 at the time, he was arrested, said he didn't trust the police because you've been to my house several times, you've been knocked on the door, nothing's ever happened. So what am I going to tell you that he's abusing me for when I know nothing's going to happen? He said, "What?" He said, his words were, what am I going to call you for? You're just going to bring me back to the house? You know, yep. you're going to bring me back here. So and why then he would gotta I make it worse for myself? Yep, and then he would have to deal with the consequences of being coming back to Bert after he didn't say something. We was not in that house. Don't nobody know what happened, but I feel like the look on Anthony's face told me the way he spoke, the way he acted, how 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 standoffish he was, how much in his own head he was. That told me that he has been through a lot. He's been through stuff that I feel like nobody should have gone through, and I don't even know all of it because he couldn't even talk about it. That's how you know he's been through something. So with that being said, um, yeah, Bert deserved that shit. I don't care. So do you feel like it was self-defense? Yes, I do. Because that was a big question. I feel like, let me tell you why. I feel like it was self-defense because he was basically a caged-in animal in a room, in a house. He can go, yeah, you can go get something to eat out the kitchen. But he literally said when his Eight, not not even uh Anthony didn't say it um Peyton uh Susan's son he said they will be having a good time but as soon as Bert came home AJ went into the room and closed the door because the whole energy of the house changed and he knew that he was going to go and start attacking him emotionally and and physically so this boy didn't have no help he had no he had one advocate he had one half of an advocate yep and anthony even said that his moves would swing like they could be having a good time having a whole family day and then all of a sudden something would make him angry and now he ready to fight like you never knew you couldn't predict what was going to happen or you know what was going to happen next how they were he was going to react to certain things so that in itself can be traumatizing I, f- I agree friend I feel like I feel like this young man has been through so much and the world would never know but he knows and he can never get that out of his head but if he felt like killing his daddy would help him eliminate all of those then shout out to you bro because wasn't nobody helping you so thank God for Jared and Elena and Shayna and I'm glad you found your mama and I hope everything works out and just know that it is actual good people out here. It is actual good police officers. It's just unfortunate that you ran into the ones that didn't really give a care. I cleaned that up. <laughs> For did. real. You did. You I mean, I really <laughs> like this. Seriously, this 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 show really bothered me because I don't think kids deserve to be treated wrong. They don't do nothing. They don't ask you to bring them here. You choose to. And if you choose to bring them here, then be their parent. That's what you did. Otherwise, put them up for adoption. Well, I don't know, man. You got so many crazy people out here. I don't know. Just be kind to kids. That's your final thoughts, friends. I'm done. (laughs) Um, I'm just glad that Netflix did this series because if I had only listened to the podcast, I would have seen Anthony in a whole nother light. Because this half of it, like the where the net where the podcast ended, you mm-hmm. just thought Anthony was a psychopath that killed his dad because he didn't get the things that he wanted out of life. They didn't it didn't go any further than that. You would have just been left with that. So the Netflix at least gave you more insight as to the why of what happened, which is the part I'd be searching for. Yep. Do you feel the uh... Do you feel it was a uh, self-defense? I absolutely do. I feel like Anthony had the right mindset. Like it was kill or be killed. Because yep. even if it wasn't that day, that day would have came. So I feel like, yes, it absolutely was self-defense. Yep. And he was afraid for his life. Whether it was at that particular moment, why they kept saying that he wasn't in danger at that moment, basically because he had the weapons and his father didn't. But 
Definitely like that. We would have had to go through after that. So. Just to just to tag on what you just said, I feel like he was in danger every single day of his life. I mean, in order for a child to cut off, know how to learn to learn, he's not a psychopath. He wasn't born this way. You know, they got mm-hmm. pictures of him smiling as a kid. They got pictures of him enjoying life. To learn how to shut all of that off and show nothing, that lets you know he's been traumatized. This is so sad. Yep. It's a he great show. Survival mode. Yep. Uh. If I had to rate this, I would rate it like purely on like ID learning, like tr- true crime investigating type of thing. I would rate it a ten. It was, but it's, but it, but I mean, it may not be emotional for you. It was emotional for me. So if my tone sound different, that's why. Because I just don't like people that mistreat kids. So Bird ass got what he deserved. Period. Susan to get hers because you can't can't be a part of something and not expect nothing to happen. Y'all didn't kept this boy from his mama, even though she ain't know about it. But she ain't even put effort in to know about it because she was just trying to save herself. Yeah, she definitely could have did better by this young man. Definitely. I would have been on them secret times we got left alone. I promise you, I would have been like, okay, so you don't remember your mother, right? But like, I would have asked some questions like, what's her name? Because that's what they, they literally did it off the strength of researching a woman that lived in the house with him years ago. But I don't think Susan cared enough to even, she didn't care. She just wanted the money to keep coming in. Yep. She only wanted what she wanted. So, so uh, I would say, yes, watch the show. Uh, I give it a ten. Nikki, what do you give it, friend? Um, I definitely give it a at least a high nine, but definitely right around ten ish. It was really good. They did a good job. They did a great job. So shout out to Netflix, and hopefully one day it'll reach you when we review on all your shows, and you can want to send us a couple of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Not bird I mean, dollars. Feel free. Feel free. <laughs> but- Feel free, Netflix, because we're getting you watchers like I'm playing. But nah, so if you were scrolling through looking at I Just Killed My Dad, it's for sure a must watch. If you are a true crime person, for sure you're going to enjoy it. The question this week is after you watch this mini series, you know, just share your thoughts. Do you think Bert was really the victim or was it Anthony? Like, share your thoughts, how you feel, how it made you feel. And if you want to do a rant on our recording, like, do send us a little record on kickingitwithyourgirls.com. Then please do. Because it's deserved. All right, friend. After that show, it was emotional, friend. It was emotional for me. <laughs> yeah. It was a good one. To, it was a good one. It was. You got to be passionate about something. And FYI, as y'all getting to know me, I am passionate when it comes to children because they're innocent beings. But yeah. all right. Podcasting for the culture. We are growing. We are meeting great people. So many good podcasters in there. If you are not a part, then what you waiting for? It's a good time. It's a good time. So we appreciate everybody in that group. Thank you all for joining. We love that it's growing. We love that you're participating. And we can't wait to see all the things that's going to happen in 2023 for our group. So let's... uh. Let's just keep it popping. Everybody's doing great things and let's keep growing. I think we're at 290. Don't misquote me, but I'm 100% sure we're at 290 and we have majority of those members are active. So that's what I'm here for it. So thank y'all. It's it's awesome. What else we have going on? Um, All right, friends. So if you want to find us, which I'm sure you do because you're listening to us, you can find us at kickingitwithyourgirls.com for shows. It's a Z instead of an S. It's kickingitwithyourgirls.com. You can find us on Twitter at kickingitwithin underscore A and Instagram and Facebook at kickingitwithyourgirlspodcast. But we're not leaving because, Nikki, you owe us something. What? All right, let's get this quote. Let's get this quote. What we got here says, I don't even call it violence when it's in self-defense. I call it intelligence. And that is from Malcolm X. You know what? Malcolm X got a good point for sure, because it is. (laughs) It is. Like, I don't care what other, I don't care what they to do. (laughs) Yeah, you who gonna let somebody roll it? Should Anthony just had opened the door to finally get his final beating? If like he shouldn't, he should not have wanted to protect his own life. Let's be for real. Shout out to Malcolm X for that. Well deserved, great man. 
Great quote, friend. That's going to be on the Twitter. Kicking it with N underscore A. Be sure you catch that there. And um, yeah. You got anything else? Oh, hold on. Before, before, before we leave. Thank y'all for listening. We love y'all. And as always, share with a friend so they can share with another friend so we can all be friends all be and friends. listening to a good podcast together. Okay? For sure. All right. Tune in next week for another episode of Kicking It With Your Girl with Nikki and Angel. All right. See you then. Thank you.